Welcome to Cellmates. I'm one of your hosts, Kate Phillips, and with me is Dick Ward. Hi. Hi. Cellmates is the podcast where we analyze, describe, compare, contrast, it, mm-hmm, uh, and uh, often just love on uh, two animated feature films. Often they are Disney movies, but not always. Often they are musicals, but not always. Often they are good. But not always. But not always. Definitely not today. Um, and today we are, so we like the idea of having like a drink themed to the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what we actually have in front of us are um, some sangrias, yeah, some, which are great. Some low low to mid-priced uh, bottled sangria, yeah. uh, which goes with uh, the movies that which, we watched today. Uh, what we actually meant to be drinking uh, was a, a beer called The Hemperer, but we finished it before we got a chance to actually record the podcast. True story. Um, and Dick, uh, why why do you think, without revealing the names of the films, why do you think Hemperer uh, IPA, made by, uh, I think it's New Belgium? It's New Belgium. I think it's New it's Belgium. Belgium. Um, why, the, why Hemperer for these two films? Uh, well, one film is... Uh, you know, about um, a royal family, mm-hmm. and the other one uh, would be tolerable if I was high. <laughs> it's a, they're both good movies. One of them's a good movie, one of them's okay. Um, they both have a, a, a hemper or a hemperess, um, but the, but without the H, so just an emperor or empress. Or emperor. And Yeah, but the... Is there an empress? Um, yeah, the empress dowager, the da- empress, empress dowager, right? I don't know. That's really hard to say. I thought she was a duchess or something. That's not important. The, the, What's important is the two movies that we're going to be talking about. Clearly, they are. 1998's Mulan. 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 And 1997's Anastasia. Yeah. So this is where the not always Disney... Uh, Little disclaimer comes in and handy. And where the not always good comes in handy. Aww. Uh, Anastasia, of course, made by um, 20th Century Fox at the time. Yeah. Uh, I thought there was Fox Animation. Is it not the same thing? No. <sighs> okay. It's made by Fox. Made by Fox. And yes. Mulan is a Disney film. Although, with their re- recent acquisition of Fox, it is believed that Disney now owns claim to Anastasia. That's so, what it seems like. Yeah, yeah, she's a Disney princess. Yeah. Or at least a Disney empress. Who isn't these days? Right? Uh, so, the Dick, why why are we talking about them together? Well, we're talking about these movies for a couple of reasons. Uh, there's there's some, some real similarities in um, the way different things are portrayed in this movie, and, and there's some you know, similarities in, in the characters, but also just the time frame. These mm-hmm. movies came out six months apart from each other. Uh, Mulan being towards the end of the Disney Renaissance or the end of the Disney Renaissance. Where Basically the from? end. I put it at the end because the next movie is Tarzan. Yep, Mulan's the end of the Disney Renaissance. <laughs> and Anastasia is also at the end of the Disney Renaissance. But And they both, I feel, kind of... Uh, capstone and respond to in a way 
the um, kind of the arc of the Disney Renaissance, uh, yeah. which, which starts at Little Mermaid. So it's this kind of new era of like kind of a girl power thing, at least in name. Yeah. Um, so they've both got these female leads, um, but it's interesting how they treat them um, in context. Yeah, and, and it is also interesting because this is, uh, uh, Anastasia is Don Bluth animated. Yes, it is. And it's the only Don Bluth movie you've seen so far that you like. That is not uh, Garbage Fire. That is not. I <laughs> think Flavel is better than you think it is, yeah. but uh, it's not great. Yeah, uh, so so let's get into it. Yes. Uh, first movie up, um, Mulan. Yes. Dick, tell us about the first time you saw Mulan. Before yeah, absolutely. Before I like dive into the plot here, um, the first time I saw Mulan, probably on home video. Uh, I definitely didn't see it in the theater, so I assume home video. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, probably my sister had rented it, or my parents rented it for my sister, and we watched it. I didn't really, I didn't really pay attention. Much. I mean, by this point, you're like into your late teens. Yeah, so I it's... think I had a Game Boy, so <laughs> I, I remember hearing uh, Mulan happening while Pokemon was happening. Um, yeah, that's true. Ninety-eight. Yep. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and the only thing I really remembered from it until we rewatched it again recently was. Um, I'll make a man out of you, mm. which everyone knows. Swift as a coursing river. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, what about you? When when did you see Mulan? Did you see it in theaters? I did see it in theaters. Mm. Um, I'm still a bit younger at this point, and also our family just had a routine of going to see the Disney summer movie. Yeah. Um, I remember liking it, but not like being blown away by it. Yeah. Um, you know, we got some merchandise as we usually did. We had the Barbie dolls and the. You know, Burger King stuff. I think it is still Burger King at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I remember liking it. You know, I knew all the music to it, as was my trend. Um, but it didn't make as big of an impression on me as the movie that the other movie we're talking about today. Right. So. All right. I'm going to get this timer ready because we are notoriously really uh, long-winded. Un- unclear on uh, when five minutes is up. Yeah. So. Dick, your five minutes to summarize Mulan begins now. I bet you I'll get it done before five minutes is well, We will see how many times I interrupt you. All right. So uh, we start out, um, there's a girl named Mulan. Uh, she lives in China. Uh, and she is, uh, she wakes up and she's tired, uh, just like us. So we identify with her. Boom. And then just like us, she's presented to a group of women who get her ready to meet the matchmaker so she can find a husband. Mm-hmm. Everyday stuff. Uh, totally relatable. <laughs> uh, which is I, what I think I love about Mulan. Is how relatable it is. Um, there's a terrible song. And uh, it doesn't go well with the matchmaker. Uh, she's get a, she gets a lucky cricket. Uh, that's neat. Uh, her grandma changes voices a couple times. So that's neat. Also, that uh, cricket is not lucky. A cricket is not lucky. Cricket causes all sorts of problems. Maybe that's the luck. Anyway, so then Mulan, uh, oh, uh, uh, like a man on a horse comes from the emperor, or the emperor, as you will. <laughs> and he says, like, Mulan, your dad's got to fight in the war. And her dad is old, and he can't sword dance anymore. Uh, and she <laughs> sees him sword dancing, 
and he's bad at it because he's old and injured. So she, uh, does she find the dragon before or after she cuts her no, hair off with a sword? I think it's after she cuts her hair she off. She cuts with a sword. her hair off with a sword to another terrible song, and then she's like, "Hey, uh, spirits of my family." Help me out here. And they're like, yeah, let's wake up this sweet dragon for you. But, uh-oh, Mushu, the tiny, stupid dragon, like, he messes it up. Um, so he goes out and, like, meets her by a campfire. He's like, I'm Mushu. I'm going to help you. Um, he's an idiot. Um, Mulan, uh, she's got her hair cut off. She puts her hair up in a bun. I don't know why she couldn't do that when she had long hair, but that's fine. Uh, she puts on some boy armor and she goes off to uh, pretend she's her brother, uh, Ping. Ping. She meets uh, Joseph and his amazing technical dream coat. Oh, what's his name again? Otherwise known as Shang Li. Yeah, but it's the uh, actor. Uh, Donnie. Donnie uh, and Marie Osmond. Um, just the one. Just Donnie? Yeah, just Donnie. Just Donnie and Marie Osmond. Um, so Donnie Osmond uh, is like, hey, you're a bad soldier. And then she trains and she becomes a good soldier. She meets some other boys along the way, but mainly Donnie Osmond because he's hot. And she's like, yo. And he's like, you are a man and you are dumb. Uh, he's not into her. Uh, he does get into her later, though, so it's all good. Um... They take a bath. Uh, that's great. Uh, they train more. Very important <laughs> plot point of taking a bath. I don't, they put it in the movie. Yeah. It must be important. Uh, <laughs> the, there's oh, there's like some bad guy, uh, Shang Tsung, uh, that oh, no. wants to fight them. It's uh, Shen Yu. John, Shen, Shen Yu? Yeah. Shen it's, I mean, you're forgiven for not knowing the name like, because... He has, like, one line like the least in presence the movie. of any character in a yeah. Disney movie. He's not set up. He's just he's just a storm cloud. Uh, so, anyway, he's going to kill them, but then she sets off a firework, and or Mushu does, or someone does. Anyway, there's a firework. Uh, oh, no, the firework causes... Anyway, an doesn't doesn't matter. There's an avalanche. Uh, she gets knocked out. And they're like, yo, we gotta save your life. But to do that, we gotta take your top off. And they found out she was a lady. Oh no. Oh no. Um, and so even though she's like the best soldier in the army, besides uh, Donnie and Marie Osmond, uh, he's like, yo, you out of here. Uh, so he kicks her out of the army. And she has to go home. Um, but she like finds out Shang Tsung's alive. Shang Yu. Sure. And, and then she like goes to like warn everyone and no one believes her, but she finds her old army buddies and they believe her and they dress like ladies and they hike up some poles and then they shoot Shang Tsung with a firework and he explodes and then the emperor's like, hey, thanks. Thanks for helping me out. That's pretty cool. Now you're an emperor or something. <laughs> something. <laughs> I wish. Uh, and then, then there's a really nice scene where, like, her dad is like, "Yo, uh, uh, I, I respect what you did." Oh, that's cookies are done. Perfect. Cookies are done. 
Excellent. Yeah, there so, is. I mean, there is another little bit that happens after it, but we'll get into that. <laughs> this is a plot summary, and so that part is disqualified. And so that's that's Mulan. Uh, it is Mulan. I I don't think it's a great movie. Uh, I, it's better than I remembered. Uh, when we rewatched it, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is all right." And then it like came to parts where I was like, "Oh yeah, no, this is not good." Um, but like, it, it is uneven. Yeah, it's it's like a solid Moana. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, and now we reach that part that everyone loves in a podcast: the part where the hosts say, "Like, hey, there's some crazy background noise that you may or may not be able to hear, but if you can hear it, there's a very loud church next to us." Uh, where a man is currently screaming. I, is it, do you think this is the church, or do you think this is a guy on the street? Because their church service should have been over like an hour ago. Uh, it seems too amplified to be the church. Might be a street guy. This, I mean, this this is very... If you didn't know that we live in uh, New York City, now, uh, it's probably pretty obvious now. Yeah. So anyway, we'll try and cut this out if, uh, if you can't hear it. But if you can, then uh, you've got the explanation. Yeah. So, uh, Kate, let's move on to our second movie. Um, and tell me a, a little bit before we go into the plot, mm-hmm. before you get your five minutes. What, uh, what was your experience with Anastasia? Did you see this like when it came out or was this a home video watch? Or? No, we definitely saw it when it came out. Mm. Um, you know, it was not Disney. So it was a little bit of like, a, you know, crossing picket line kind of situation. <laughs> No, we saw it in the theaters. I loved it. Um, I mean, Disney is the reason that I am an adult musical theater fan, and you got Aronson Flaherty um, writing the score here and there. Now, what else have they done? Uh, they've just done a few tiny things, just like a uh, stuff. Uh, like Ragtime mm. and like uh, Susical. Yeah. And like uh, musicals. <laughs> so, like nothing, nothing big. Yeah. Okay. So, good. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Once on this island. Anyway, uh, so did, to, it's not like that's one any tones. It's got nothing like. Okay, cool. Um, so just stellar music. Um, we also had the Barbie dolls for this for this movie. Uh, and yeah, I really like this. This movie stuck with me. I watched this many times on on VHS. Nice. And the soundtrack too was great. This for me was a theater movie. Um, I was kind of off Disney. After, like, Pocahontas, yeah, that's um, fair. Mulan just didn't interest me. But Anastasia, like, I saw the previews, I was like, oh, this looks sweet. And because it was not Disney, I was like, cool, I'm going to get something different. I feel like Disney, for better and for worse, mm-hmm. you watch a Disney movie, you know what you're getting. Um, sometimes that's great. Sometimes it's not great. Um, but, like, you know, this is... Um, in sort of the era of, like, other animation studios doing some really good work. Uh, So we we went and saw Anastasia, my friend and I. uh, Loved it. Loved uh, Rasputin. Mm. Loved uh, the animation. Like, no complaints. Great. Yeah. So why don't you you take your five minutes. I will. Give us the plot of Anastasia. All right. Go. Well... Uh, it opens on a Romanoff ballroom scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emperor or Emperor, mm-hmm. uh, Czar Romanoff and his family are celebrating, but uh, according to Angela Lansbury's voiceovers, 
The uh, Mrs. Potts. Yes, she's there. Aw. Uh, the uh, Russian people are very angry, and they have misplaced their anger mm. in uh, the Tsar just because he has like a little bit more money than them. Oh man. Um, and so. They are angry at the Tsar for no reason, according wow. to her voiceover. Uh, and Rasputin has capitalized on this as a royal advisor. And he uh, he curses the whole family because uh, they got money. Mm. And, uh, and he wants it. Then sicks a bunch of green ghouls at them and kills them all. Um, except one daughter, maybe still alive. Um, so only the grandmother, uh, the Empress Dowager... Um, Angela Lansbury and uh, Anastasia, Potts? Mm-hmm, yes. uh, and Anastasia, who's an like an eight-year-old girl, uh, they escape, but Anastasia loses her grandmother on a train and then falls down and bumps her head, and um, and and that's and that's that. Uh, Anastasia grows up then in an orphanage, not knowing where her family is, but having a uh, a necklace around her neck that just says "Together in Paris." That's her only clue. Uh, meanwhile, then this is you know, uh, ten years later, I guess. Yeah, she's eighteen. So, so not ten years later, uh, there's a rumor in Saint Petersburg. Oh, that, I've heard uh, that Anastasia might still be alive, and whoever can find her um, and bring her back to the Empress uh, will get a reward. And so, a lot of people are trying to like pass off their you know cousin as Anastasia. Um, among them, Dmitri and Vlad. They are. Uh, notorious uh, St. Petersburg con men, and uh, they audition a bunch of girls to, you know, play Anastasia and get them some money. Um, they find Anya, who has just uh, uh, started a journey to her past, mm-hmm. uh, and she ends up in St. Petersburg, and they convince her uh, to come with them because, you know, you don't know who you are. You might be the Princess Anastasia. Uh, she also looks a little bit like this painting, and I'm Say a little bit, uh, not like she looks a lot like that painting. Um, there's some neat dramatic irony where, like, you as a viewer are pretty sure she's Anastasia, but she also looks a lot like Ariel. It's in some scenes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they head off to Paris, and on the way, they uh, Vlad and Dimitri basically train her to answer all the questions correctly, um, and. You know, en route, uh, they have to get on a boat and. Uh, uh, How's that go? It does not go well. What? It does not go well. Uh, I mean, Anastasia and Dimitri have this kind of like uh, bantery thing, uh, you know, like like a classic, like uh, Meg Ryan, for instance, uh, rom-com of the 90s. And uh, so they have this kind of love-hate thing, and then they fall in love, but like they don't know it yet. Uh, but, she, but then Anastasia on this boat has this crazy nightmare because cool. Rasputin, who is undead, is uh, out to capture her. He's got to kill all the Romanovs for the curse to be reversed from him. Uh, So anyway, he tries to drown her, and she doesn't drown. That's good. Uh, So they make it to the Empress, try to to pass Anastasia off, but the Empress isn't having any of it. She's done. Her heart's broken. So, but Dimitri, by this point, is like, no, no, no. Anastasia's actually the real deal, Anya, because I was there. I was a boy who saved them. Which, like, why hasn't he told anyone of this earlier? But the point is... Um, they, they harass the Empress into meeting Anastasia at long last, and Anastasia reveals, uh, details like the smell of peppermint and her necklace, 
that convince them both that she is the real Anastasia. Yay, movie over. No, it's <gasps> not. What? Anastasia becomes the empress-in-waiting or princess or something. Cool. And uh, Dimitri refuses the reward money because he's actually just in love and is fine uh, moving on. But he can't marry her now because she's a princess. Uh, but anyway, but then Rasputin comes back. What? Tries to kill Anya. Dimitri and this like really badly computer animated Pegasus yeah. uh, duke it out a little bit, Arr. but Dimitri did, falls down. So Anastasia has to decide her own fate, and with her stellar high heeled shoe, cracks Rasputin's uh, demon vial, and Rasputin in a really terrifying moment like turns to a skeleton and then ashy it's cool. smoke. It's yes, and it's very cool, scary. Uh, and then Anastasia and Dimitri live happily ever after. Boom! So you got that done in five minutes, I but did. you completely left out Bernadette Peters, mm. so I'm gonna have to dock you points. Uh, not that her character is particularly important. Not important. But she's Bernadette Peters. Yeah. So. She's got a song. Gotta it was, dock you some points. It was smart to that's give all right. Bernadette Peters a song. So, so, that's, so that's Anastasia. That's Anastasia. Uh, oh, there's also a bat. Yeah. Uh, his name is Bartok. He's a uh, fun sidekick to the villain. He is not Bernadette Peters. He is not Bernadette Peters. No. no. Uh, but but who who is he? Let's let's actually start there. Now, sure. Like while we're on the subject, yeah. Hank Azaria is mm-hmm. like the smallest name in Anastasia. Like, he is minor yeah. characters. Hank Azaria, Bernadette Peters, uh, Mrs. Potts Angela is a pretty Hunter. minor character. Mm-hmm. Your leads are Kelsey Grammer. Like at the height of Kelsey Grammer, yeah, you've got uh, Meg Ryan mm-hmm. and John Cusack. Yes, you do. Like you have a pretty and, famous cast. And Christopher Lloyd. And yeah, and Christopher Lloyd is Rasputin, um, and singing voice Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings, so yeah. stars all around. <laughs> this, we love yeah. Jim Cummings. Here, people, though. people went to see this because also, of Jim Cummings. <laughs> if you don't think Jim Cummings is an A-list celebrity, you shouldn't be listening to yeah, this. Yeah, what's podcast. wrong with you? Um, yeah, a big name voice cast. Um, and often when I see animated movies with big name voice casts, it's like, oh, so you spent your budget on actors. I'm not expecting much from your writing. <laughs> like yeah. that's you they usually blow the budget. But in this you movie You get your Mike Myers and your Eddie Murphy's and, and your Cameron Diaz's. We're gonna goes, talk about uh, it all goes Shrek to hell. At, at some point. Oh, is there it's a movie as, like that? That was just that. an example. I don't judge as harshly as you, but like I don't know that uh, there there are bad movies out there. Um, but Anastasia, I don't think suffers from that um, that pitfall. No. I think they just ended up with a really good cast, and it also seems like around this time, actors don't really know how animation is done. No, and so I feel like they're probably not commanding the salaries they could for these movies because they're like, oh, I'll come in and like do five minutes of voice work. Like, in all the behind-the-scenes from this time, they're like, I I had Guys, did you know that they draw things? Like, they're all just flabbergasted by the process. Well, Meg Ryan, I think, was like, wait, did you... Did you know they do the voices before they draw it? And then they, like, draw it to your voice? Like, yeah, Meg. Yeah, otherwise it it would look like shit. Yeah. Um, but in contrast, Mulan In contrast, has, Mulan has, like, Donny Osmond, Donnie but Osmond. only on that one song. He's only the singing voice of... Oh, right. Shane. He's only the singing yeah. voice. So then and, you've got... And you've got Eddie Murphy, and that's it. Like, uh, and you've got Leah Salonga singing yeah. Mulan, but... 
a, amazing singer, and, but it's not the first time she's been a Disney princess. Yeah, and they have Mulan um, learned from some earlier Disney films in that the majority of Asian characters are voiced by Asians, mm-hmm. with the exception of Harvey Firestein, uh, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, the exception of Harvey Firestein and the singing voice of um, the boy yeah. she likes. Yeah. Because when you think... And the grandmother. Yeah, the grandmother's singing voice is, is Marnie Nixon. And her speaking voice is June Foray. Yeah. Uh, so... Like Rocky. We got a lot... Of Winkle fame. Yeah. Yeah, we got yes. a lot of white people in this cast. But not as many as Aladdin. Not... Where they were <laughs> all white. Yeah. There is not... But they <laughs> had a friend from Iran they... who <laughs> was an animator. Was Iran. So, so Disney is learning. It, they still put white people in charge of the movie, but they do have a Taiwanese friend who designs all the characters um, for Mulan. So yeah. at least that, like, at least the pe- the person who is kind of telling everyone, like, this is how these Chinese characters are going to look for the movie is of the background himself. He's not drawing caricatures. He's, it's, they're and baby es- steps. Especially when you're drawing, like, very cartoon-esque characters mm-hmm. it could be really easy to have that go badly yeah so putting that in, in the hands of someone from that culture or mm-hmm. from next to that culture very uh very good choice yeah. yeah yeah um yeah so each of so each of these movies has um so okay eddie murphy let's yeah. talk about eddie murphy why <laughs> do we have to why? <laughs> Um, the Eddie Murphy in this movie comes yep. from basically you could draw the history of his casting straight back to Robin Williams. Yes, hundred percent. Um, they're like, oh, if we put like a wacky comedian in a central role, mm-hmm. everyone loves it, and it's gonna work that way every single time from now until eternity. <laughs> and like Eddie Murphy wasn't as much out of time, right? You know, we we talked about Aladdin. Uh, we talk about how the genie is out of time. Mm-hmm. Like he is not attached to a particular time; he exists in every time at once. Right. So he can make references to to the and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Eddie Murphy doesn't do that so much, but he, no. it feels like the same thing. I to me, if anything, he is less used than I would have anticipated. Like I were, it definitely. Eddie Murphy was central in the marketing of Mulan. Yeah. Like, everything was Mushu. Mushu was shown up everywhere. But when you watch the movie, he's not that big of a role. No. Um, Plot-wise, he actually is. He sets things in motion, kind of like, by his antics. But it's not clear, right? Like, you could say, oh, Mushu mm-hmm. doesn't it? Like, you, you know, it's yeah. like the easiest of fan theories. But if you just say, like, yeah, Mushu doesn't really do anything... Right. Then you can it's watch un- it and he doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Right? Like, he's, he sets things in motion, but it's kind of just luck, you know, or happenstance. And that's just kind of how it goes. And so I feel like they... It, it works and it doesn't work, right? Because, like, I don't find it distracting in the same way that, like... I don't know, in the next movie, which is Tarzan, like, Rosie O'Donnell has an, is that person. Oh, yeah. Um, and I find her distracting in that role in a way that Eddie Murphy, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, like, 
he's got like one scene where he gets to be like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. But otherwise, he's just like wisecracking as opposed to like big and bold. Yeah. And it adds it adds comedic relief, but it's also just like it's it's weird tonally. I think Mulan is a more serious movie, so I get their injection of comedy. Like I feel like they learn from Pocahontas that like someone has to be funny because <laughs> yeah. otherwise it's just boring. But but then in Hunchback they learned that someone doesn't have to. <laughs> you don't be need funny. three. You don't need three people to be funny. Just one. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, but I also don't think Mulan is as good seriously as Hunchback would have been seriously. Oh, of like, course. That's a, just a different. So so while we're while we're talking, but while yes. we're talking about Eddie Murphy though, okay. uh, the one egregious use of him and his character in this movie yeah. is the. The, Hold I'm, clothes? I'm sorry, I do not accept the terms of that sentence. The one egregious. He, it is... He the is, most egregious. I find uh, uh, his character obnoxious all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Just like... I don't know, just like has worked before, mm-hmm. in some cases, uh, the movie ends... We get this this nice scene with her dad, mm-hmm. with Mulan's dad. It's a great scene. And then, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Shang. Tommy Lee Jones in. comes in. What's his name? What Shang? Shang. Shang comes in, um, and he's like, "Yo, Mulan, I changed my mind. I'm I'm super into you now." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Yes." And then Eddie Murphy <laughs> just has a. a Party with all the ancestors. He has a dance like, party. Ghost ancestors in I, their gazebo. What? It's this, it's this tag that is like so late nineties that it's laughable. Um, and yeah, and it's this like it's the fifth song in the movie technically because it starts mm-hmm. before the credits, but it's this like Stevie Wonder ninety eight degrees song that it's like. And it's them nowhere. singing, no no character is singing yeah, it. it's not a character singing, it's a Stevie Wonder song. <laughs> it's not like a remix of Make a Man Out of You, because that'd actually be fun. That'd but be fun. Like, no, or or just... a remix of That's What I Want in a Girl. Yeah, a girl, a girl we're, we're fighting, fighting for. <laughs> yeah, Which it's... would be disastrous, but it would at least yeah. make sense. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, so... It comes out of nowhere, it goes nowhere, and then you're in the credits like, what... What just happened? Did did this movie end well or not? But let me ask you, <laughs> is that better or worse than Bartok's ending in Anastasia? Because Bartok the Bat, who has not wanted to do anything but serve his master... And throw out punchlines. Yeah, but he's just like, his whole motivation is like, I gotta serve Rasputin. Yeah. At the end, he's just sitting there and he's kind of like, oh, everything wrapped up real nice. And then... Uh, a good Bartok voice pink bat thank you a pink bat who we presume is a girl bat we presume uh, your eyelashes flies next to him and then they fall in love and the end what (laughs) I tell you what wow yeah Um, but why why so that ending makes less sense but somehow I find it less uh, problematic um Cause like it's kind of it it is the last literal scene you see. You don't come yeah. back to Anastasia and Dimitri, but like at least tonally it matches. Mm. There's no precedent for it. Like you like you said, like he's this is not a goal but of his at some point. This is not Bartok being like kind of dopey and yeah, and 
But like, and move uh, it, maybe moving on with his life. Yes, right. He's moving on. There's, there's that. And but yeah, Anastasia and Dimitri have just kissed on a boat and they're running away together. So it's like, it's a, uh, yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's a lighter version. I think in Mulan, it's just like, this is why is this what like. Why is this happening? Why did you think that we needed to see any of these people again? Who like, needed to see Bartok get laid? Or the ancestor? No, no one oh, cares. Well, you're right. No one cares. But it's who just, needs who needs to see the ancestors party? I agree. Party? I agree like, with both. The ancestors were not interesting characters. Mm-hmm. Like again, it reminds me of Hercules, where it's like we have all this stuff with the gods, and I I don't care. They're do they get a dance boring. party at the end too? I feel like they do, or in oh, the middle. Yes. It's unclear. Oh no, it's the muses. The mm. the star is born. Yeah, no, the muses yeah, the, are great. That's the, fine. Yeah, the muses are great. Uh, um, but so so Bartok. So they gets, both have these kind of Bartok like, gets love. Yeah. At the end of the movie, uh, but so does Anastasia, mm. and so does Mulan. Right. And I want to talk about these love interests. Yeah. And and what makes them different, and what makes them uh, both kind of terrible, but one maybe less terrible than the other. And I mean, and, and you're including Girl Bat in these love interests. No, Girl right? Bat is like let's is, talk about that for about twenty minutes first, and then see <laughs> how much time we have for Dimitri and Shane. Because really, I'm interested in exploring this Girl Bat romance. I mean, of the three romances in the movie. Uh, which I'm amazed Mushu didn't hook up with like a spirit dragon. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was maybe the alternate ending plan. I think that was Disney <laughs> showing then, some restraint. And then or, someone's like, "We got Stevie Wonder. We have to do." So some- you, you know what it was? They saw Anastasia, nah. and they were like, "We got to change oh. the ending. We can't have the girl dragon because people are gonna know." <laughs> um, yeah, so so I think Bartok and Girl Bat are, is the best love story. <laughs> In the three movies, or in the two movies, uh, uh, but do you want to do you want to take me through? Because I think I did a poor job of explaining, or maybe the movie just a, did a poor job of explaining it. The the love story between I, Mulan and Shen. I was gonna say it's it is uh, not an afterthought because like you know it's gonna happen. Um, there's an expectation set up in that it is a Disney movie. <laughs> Um, with a female and male as as uh, people you pay attention and he's to, a, he's like, like a slab of rock. Yeah, that he's, boy. he's a he's a nice looking. He has like war a thousand general. swords that he can just leave wherever he yeah. wants. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting that that happens, right? Because he is who, her superior, and also he, he like Mulan to him is Ping, like this just random boy warrior, but Mulan kind of falls for him and like. That's a little problematic. Like it seems like a, um, you know, like a lead crush when you're like working on a play. Like everyone mm. falls in love with the lead because they're just the lead. They're like the alpha, right? Yeah, like, they're the alpha boy. Really? Yes. Yeah. Um. So I feel like it, when Mulan, when you first see Mulan falling for Shang, you're like, well, yeah, because he's the alpha of the situation. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, he's the, he's the also, main male. Character. All the other men who talk to you are like are losers. Yeah. <laughs> Also, they really are. Um, like Shane's the only one who's got his life. Together. I don't know. Uh, what was it Poe? Poe, actually Poe. I yeah. like Poe. She should have. Nice. She should have pursued Poe. But um, it does sound like he'd want a more c- traditional um, role division because he wants a woman to cook for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, 
Mulan might not be interested in cooking. You, you seen that boy? Someone yeah. needs to cook for him. Even if he's cooking, yeah, he someone's got to help. Yeah, someone's got to help. Um, so yeah, it kind of it it. There's the foreshadowing of it. Like the execution is fine, but it's like a little late in the game, and it's like I'm not interested in that. Like that's not. And and to be fair, the the storytellers are not as interested in it. <laughs> They're either. also not interested but, in but it. But that's fine. And I think that's a step forward. I think Mulan kind of paved the way for something like Frozen, where they're like very clearly not interested. They're like actively drawing you away from that kind of storyline. Oh, at least, at in least Frozen? in the ending, with it being there's there's a Disney tradition of like you reach your destiny when you have you know kissed your true love at right. the end of the movie, and that's not. And it's, it's not true in Mulan, and it's not true in uh, Frozen, but it's a little bit more explicitly not true in Frozen. Yeah. Especially even they, they set up they set up the, like, right. oh, of course, honest true love is... Anyway. Um, so I appreciate that it's that it's not the focus of Mulan. But, like, um, but like, then, as a result, you're kind of lost in it. Like, oh, is this a thing that this is a thing? Okay. But They're again, just like a again, man and a woman who know each other. <laughs> the the story is she is a soldier in the army yeah. pretending to be a man. Right. She sees him and he is attractive. Yeah. Eventually he finds out that she's a woman. But they do they do like work together. Like he is impressed by her by Ping's tenacity, like yeah. starts out uh, you know, wimpy and then like uses cleverness and Makes that avalanche happen, so like it. Yeah, I think Shang grows to respect Ping the warrior as someone who is clever and would be a good assistant. Like I agree with that. And they've talked to each other a little bit. And but then Mulan gives him consolation when his father dies, and he loses that sword. And he loses that sword and the helmet. No, oh, but he leaves all his armor in the snow. But then he falls in love with her because. Um, it's clever because what does he want? A girl worth fighting for. That's kind of it. It seems like maybe like she's the only girl he knows, which doesn't discredit like how great Mulan would be as a partner, but also oh, like it they just, might be perfect for each other. Right. But the story is he realized she was a girl. He's like, get away. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, oh, wait, no, maybe blew my chance. That was a girl. I mean, he, right, like, that, and and that is stated. Like, Mulan, like, the emperor's like, do you want to work for me? And Mulan's like, nah, I want to go honor my dad. Which, like, I don't understand how working for the emperor would bring less honor to her dad. That would be more, right? emperor is the uh, jerk who sent her dad off to war in the first place, so. Um, But it's after she leaves that the emperor says, so you only meet. They're yeah. like that once every dynasty. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. There, there are jokes in here oh, that are very much written by white every people. Dynasty. Oh. Um, All right. Uh, so there. But, so, so the love interest, the love situation here is more progressive than more than other Disney movies, where it's not the focus of either of their arcs, and that's good. It's also just kind of untreated. So, just, I don't know. It's kind of nice. That they end it's up just, together, but it's not really necessary. It's neutral. Yeah, it's like, neutral. I don't care that they end up together. It has nothing to do with anything. No, it doesn't. Anastasia, the love story is... 
I think woven in mm-hmm. better. I it's, think better developed. It is. I think it's very well developed. Yeah. I mean, and you know that it's you know that it's careening toward this point, but the way they do it is, I think, uh, innovative for an animated feature. Um, the, the dialogue in general in this movie is very um, slice of life. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of ums and uhs that you a lot of over talk. Yeah. A lot of people talking over each other. Yeah. Wait, is that a dig? Why are you smiling at me? Is that a dig? No, I was waiting for you to talk again so oh, I could start so over could talking start like talk it was Anastasia. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a little bit messier than the dialogue in a Disney movie, and I appreciate that. Uh, it's a little bit more real to life, and um, I, think, I was writing earlier that it feels like a Meg Ryan rom-com, and yeah. Meg Ryan is Anastasia, and John Cusack has been in his chair, fair share of rom-com, so... And I think, I think that... That dialogue change that you're talking about, that dialogue difference, I, I don't know if we can credit that to the writing, mm-hmm. because I don't see that present in anyone but John Cusack and Meg Ryan. Sure. And I think they were just like, hey, be Meg Ryan, throw in like some ums and yeah. uhs, and just go for it. And the same with Cusack, but like... That's true, but the over-talking you have to edit yeah. in specifically, because I mean, they're not in the same booth. They might have been. I don't know. We might have been, but not but, always. But whereas, uh, like, uh, Dimitri, mm-hmm. very precise, deliberate lines. Do you mean someone who's not I do mean someone who's not Dimitri. Uh, Vlad? Yeah, yeah. Vlad. Uh, Kelsey Grimm? Vlad. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't hem and haw. He doesn't um. He just he does, does the lines. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how much of that is, is the writing and how much I mean, of that is direction. I mean, and that could direction. be, like, Kelsey Grimm or as a more theatrically trained actor right. too, right? As opposed to movies. Right, exactly, which is what I'm saying. Right. Is, is I think, the direction and those two actors yeah. um, gave it that mm-hmm. that uh, very natural yeah. sound, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think we can totally credit the writing for that. Okay, sure. Um, but in any way, what I would credit the writing for mm-hmm. is, like you said, that build-up. Like, it's well-developed. There's just the right amount of, like, uh, kind of adversity and them kind of, like, fighting at each other. But not so much that it feels cloying or, like, obnoxious. Uh, they, you know, have this kind of competition going on between each other and kind of trying to one-up each other and sass out the other. But, um, yeah, when they do kind of fall for each other it's a very lovely moment on that boat yeah it's it's a nice moment and then it ends in a very romantic comedy oh i was just part of a bet uh, no yeah. it started that way but then i fell uh, in love with which you. is my least favorite part of anastasia yeah. i hate when those things happen it's obnoxious like but, just listen to him it would say it's a yes that is true but also other that just just stay like Five more seconds. No? Okay, fine. It's like, it's fine, though. It works out. Yeah, it, it works out in the end. It's fine. Yeah. Um, um, I lo- like that Anastasia saves herself. Um, and, and this is in Mulan, too, that they both save themselves. Right. The boy does not come in and, you know, throw Gaston off a castle roof or... Sure. Uh, you know, uh, push a boat into a sea witch. Yeah. Uh, they are in charge of their own destinies. Yeah. Which is not just in the ending, but in the, the whole film. Yeah, and, and I think Mulan uh, more so, right? Like Anastasia, 
saves herself at the end, Mm -hmm. but throughout, she's just being carried along by uh, Vlad and Dimitri. Like, they are absolutely just saying, like, here is the thing that we are doing. And, like, she gets, like, a couple of uh, jabs in there. Yeah. But she's still like, yes, you guys are in charge. At the at the end, yeah, she does use her agency. Mm-hmm. Um, she both like remembers things for real mm-hmm. instead of the things that they taught her, and overcomes that mm-hmm. like, uh, oh, I actually am Anastasia, and makes that relationship with her uh, grandmother. Yes. Um, yeah, her agency but, is more it's it's dense in the bookends, right? Yeah, she and, leaves the orphanage. She could have just. And at the end, um, she has uh, uh, the physical act of mm-hmm. smashing Rasputin's mm-hmm. vial, which is which is also a bit of a, you know it's it's her doing mm-hmm. it. It's not someone else telling her. She sees the vial. She understands what it is. She smashes it. Yeah. It's not Dimitri going smash the vial right. and then she obeys. But Mulan throughout is just like, no, I'm not letting my dad do this. Mm-hmm. And, like, from moment one, she's just, like, even though she's joined the army and mm-hmm. she's following a man's orders, she's chosen to do that. She's like, I am going to the army. I am going to do this. Oh, this doesn't make sense? Cool. I'm going to shoot a firework. Yeah. She has um, lots of opportunities for choice within that. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say Anastasia makes the choice to go find her family instead of just, like, I need to get a job to eat. Like she- Sure. Has that agency, so when she finds Dimitri and Vlad, the opportunity she's already kind of mm. put in the work. I would say it's not dissimilar from Mulan making the choice and then kind of being ushered by the army. But that's actually fair. But you're right that she has more choices. Like Anastasia, once she's with Dimitri and Vlad, doesn't really have those choices. Right. Um, isn't isn't given the opportunity to have other choices. Can Whereas, can we talk about some other choices though? What kind of choices could you possibly mean? Well, I, you know what? I mean uh, uh, choices of uh, music. Yeah. Uh, and what musicians to, uh, to give your uh, big budget, uh, full screen, uh, a full feature animated yeah. movie to? Well, um, uh, my would, first instinct yeah. um, would probably be um, hiring a musical theater composer cuz maybe okay hold on uh, i i under no? I, okay. I know where you're going with this all right hire a musical theater composer that has experience writing musical theater yeah like uh, telling a story with just music just like just like Mencken and Ashman yes, and blah. Steven Schwartz no let's let's get real mm-hmm. we want to get a musician that the kids know uh-huh uh someone with no experience writing musical theater mm-hmm uh, no re- name recognition. No experience writing music. Uh, a one <laughs> one hit song uh, that sounds like it was played on one keyboard, but when you watch it live, there's like 20 keyboard players on stage. There's so many keyboard players. Okay, uh, so now that I've set out those guidelines for you. Oh, well, the obvious choice is Matthew Wilder. Yeah. Yeah. Is obvious. it Matthew Wilder? I thought it was Billy Wilder. No, Billy Wilder is in the... What? Almost Famous? Is that... I guess. No, not Billy Wilder. That's Billy something else. That's Billy Crudup? Yeah, Billy Crudup. What's Bill, what is Billy Wilder? I don't know. That's a thing? I don't know. Can His we look? name is Matthew Wilder. You sure? He's, mm-hmm. You sure? His name is Matthew Wilder and he has beautiful white boy jerry curls and... <laughs> uh, what? Keep, keep talking. Yeah. 
Um, so they hire Mulan. The, the story here is that they had contracted Stephen Schwartz, who did who co-wrote with Mencken. Uh, Billy Wilder was a filmmaker in the golden age of cinema. That's who go. I was thinking yeah, of. Of course. Well, he might have uh, been a better choice than Matthew Wilder. He was dead, I think, but yes. <laughs> Still but a better yes, choice. he would have been a better choice. So You know that meme, like, better love story than Twilight? Yeah. Better choice than Matthew Wilder. That's my new meme. Disney had been in talk. Stephen Schwartz had actually written a couple songs for Mulan. And then... Um, he signed on to do Prince of Egypt. And Michael Eisner was like, well, that's not for Disney. Screw you, you're fired. Um, and he was. <laughs> and then he went on to write Prince of Egypt, which has an incredible score. Yeah, Michael uh, Eisner with the choices. Michael Eisner with the choices. It's it's amazing that anything in that studio that came out well happened when Eisner and Katzenberg were there. Like, yeah. they just, they make the most terrible choices and come up with these great products mostly let me let me ask you look can we uh, we don't have to do it for anastasia because there's mm-hmm. a lot of songs but let's go song by song real quick song by song so steven Schwartz is out they hire this one hit wonder from the 80s matthew yes. wilder who has like no musical theater experience none none um the lyricist does yep the lyricist has written the lyrics for hercules and he's done like uh, um city of angels i think he did the lyrics yeah. for so like they at least have one guy but it would be like I don't know I I can't even think of another analogy. It let's go let's go through the songs. The songs. Um, uh, You'll bring honor to us all yeah. is the opening number. It's terrible. I I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. Um, but I don't think it's a good opening number. No. Um, I think they weave in some things and they do some neat storytelling things with it. Um, and it 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 builds a world, but it builds only a segment of the world. Which is fine. It builds a world that we will never see again. Right, that we never see again. But it sets up the world that Mulan doesn't belong to. Right. So it's impetus. I, d- I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I think I think there's a worse song in here in this movie. Um, yeah. Oh, there is. <laughs> so it, it's fine, but it like it doesn't leave you wanting to be like. It's not Bells of Notre Dame. It's not Circle of Life. It doesn't leave it's you not like. Bell. Holy crap! It's not Bell. Yeah. yeah it's just. This is there. It's kind of trying to be Bell. But I then, think that's kind of the model for what they're going for. But but then we move forward. Then we move forward. To the hair-cutting sword scene. Now, this is <laughs> is not a song with lyrics. It is not a song with lyrics, but, but it is a very important song. In the- after Honor to Us All, which is, is like on traditional Chinese mm-hmm. instruments and sounds very traditional as a song, uh, we get a synth rock I, montage. I actually think this is number three, but let's keep what? talking about it. What? Yeah. Are you serious? I think she sings Reflection with long hair. All right, do Reflection. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, no, there's such good buildup here. Uh, so she sings Reflection, which is the classic Disney I Want song. It is a lot shorter than you remember. Yeah. The Christina Aguilera version has a lot more words in it than the movie version. It's like 45 seconds long. It's nice. It's sweet. But it's over so quickly. Um, and then when it's over, we <laughs> cut to this 80s synth rock training <laughs> montage <laughs> that sounds like it's out of Rocky IV. It is amazing. And all of the score up to this point has been like traditional orchestration. Like, yeah. I don't I don't specifically remember anything, but it's like strings and some like uh, traditional Chinese it's not, instruments. It's and, not synth. No, it's not synth. And this just comes out of nowhere and it is... It is Nuts. So dumb, and I had forgotten that it was there, 
So I thought I was I thought I was being messed with when it started during our rewatch. It's a joke like, DVD copy. I started of it. laughing very hard. Yeah, and it doesn't help that like it's during this that specific scene has some like CGI integration that is like Ooh. not so well integrated. So there's like um, like like marble that has a reflection that's like very fake looking. So like the whole thing just looks like you're in like a. Kind of just like a like bad a, video game from this era. Like a like Dire a, Straits mu- uh, music video? I don't, I don't know that reference. Money for Nothing? No? All right. No. Um, anyway, no, I laugh every time. All right, it's song ridiculous. number four. Song number four is um, I'll Make a Man Out of You. Great song. We're one done. of the best Disney songs in the canon. Like, ah. I, mm, oh, mm. I like it a lot. A good Disney song. A very good Disney song. People love this song. It's a very good song. 2018, people love this song. Yeah. I have seen it at karaoke. Like, people love this song. I agree. And not for nothing, Donnie Osmond is a terrible casting choice for a Chinese uh, buff warrior. Like, Donnie Osmond is possibly one of the whitest men in America. Yeah. Um, But not for nothing, this is his life's work. Like, this this is it. It's so good. This is it. Um... His diction is so crisp and like... Mm. Yeah. He's a great mm. singer. He does great. He's so good on that song. Um, it, I was confused at this uh, for a while. Uh, oh, yeah. I assumed this was sung by Mulan's dad. <laughs> uh, because, again, I'd seen it, I think, while playing Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> so I wasn't really paying attention. And... <laughs> The line, did they give me daughters when I asked for sons? I was like, oh, so Mulan's dad's like training his daughter because he wanted sons, but he's going to train her to be a warrior anyway. So I had this whole different plot of this movie in my head, which was way better. Did you also think there were like Squirtles and Charizards yes. like, fighting along with this? Yeah, yes. kind of like I thought, a mashup in Well, your I assumed Mushu was a Charizard right. and he would be fighting like a, a squirrel. Yeah. Uh, squirtle. See, Mushu's probably closer to Charmander in this movie, right? There. Which one is the little guy? Yeah, well, it's Charmander to yeah. Charmeleon. Charizard is the big Charizard one. Charizard is the big one. Yeah, he's definitely not Charizard. No, but he pretends to be Charizard. Yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a little Charmander. He's a little... They should have put just Charmander in this movie instead. I don't know why they did <laughs> They didn't the, have the right. They could have they got them. Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon could have been gotten cheap then. Um, so that's, that's the fourth, uh, the third lyric song, the fourth song, because it's important. And then the final song of the movie. The last song of the movie comes at like the halfway mark. Yeah. You don't get music after this. Um, and it's, it's A Girl Worth Fighting For, ugh. which I understand the theory. I, I, I get the idea. It's a bunch of guys at war and they're talking about the kind of girl they like. Yeah, and it and it's you know it's locker room ha- talk, and you it's have guy to have talk. a song in there that kind of plays with gender things, sure. and I just feel like it's the as as kind of a uh, amateur aspiring uh, musical theater composer myself. Ooh. I feel like it's the it's the song you write, and you're like, I know this is a bad song, but I have to write this song in order to write the better song that's going to replace it. Right. It feels like that, and then either they ran out of time, or because it's Matthew Wilder, he just didn't know that he was supposed to write a better song there like, instead. Lyrically, it's not great. Character-wise, like, it makes me dislike Poe. It makes who, me like, dislike all of her friends, who I like up to this point. I liked like Poe up to this point. They're obnoxious, but, like, I get them. They're a, a trio. Like, yeah. they serve a certain purpose in the movie, and I get it. And then the song makes them all, like obnoxious yeah. chauvinists and 
Like, why why would you hang out with him after this point in the movie? Like, but, what? But also, and I I I don't wanna don't don't wanna undercut this uh, because of because we have to talk about the chauvinism and, and all that. The song is really bad too. Yeah, it's dumb and repetitive, and I remember a girl worth fighting for, and that's it. Yeah, I I can't remember this song. No. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, it's well, a lot of in in one ear out the other. It's some it's like a bad it has some text stress issues, so you don't remember it. But and then also, are you gonna go, say it? yeah? So the song ends with a girl worth fighting, and it gets cut off. Which in a comedic song, you're like, <laughs> oh, it's gonna get cut, but then it gets cut off. Because the army runs into this city that is on fire. It's been devastated. Because the Huns have just destroyed it. So it's this like, and again, in theory, I get what this surprise moment is trying to do, but because the song is so bad and like weirdly comical, um, this moment of like devastation is like both. Funny. Really effective and really not effective. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be a gut punch. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to. Be, there's a scene in Gladiator uh, similar to this. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like, you know, uh, uh, he's not singing, but like it's kind of nice and you're relaxed, and then they they go to a village that's just like burned to a crisp, and they're like, whoa, it's yeah. devastating. Yeah. And, and Mulan hits that, but but it should have been right after. This yeah. scene with the with the like the burned out village, like it kind of goes back to being Mulan, so it it doesn't even. Yeah. If this was a tonal change that like the entire movie's tone changed until the end, right? And like Mushu wasn't there cracking jokes, right? Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. It wasn't that. But it was not that. It's just it's jarring. Yeah. Instead. Um. Whereas the mute and then and then that's the last song you hear until the Stevie Wonder song at the with dance party at the degrees, end with yes. ninety degrees. Um, oh boy! Uh, by contrast, yeah. Um, it seems that when you hire musical theater writers that uh, are used to telling stories through music, you get like uh, better music and better storytelling. Both. Yeah, you get the the people who did the ragtime. It's like uh, it's very very interesting phenomena. Yeah. Um, Aaron's and Flaherty's score for Anastasia mm. is. Fantastic. Mm. I love it. Opening uh, to the end. There's I, not a skip song. Uh, Puri holds the key to your heart. It's but not it, a great But it's song. Bernadette Peter, so it's not a skip song. Yeah, like, it's not the best song, but it's Bernadette. But it's the fun, like, it's a, it's a traditional musical theater, um, like, tent post song, yeah. where, like, kind of before things get a little bit more serious, in a way that's not like Mulan, they're like, you have, like, one kind of last fun blast, and then, like... You really dive into like the central conflict and yeah. the you know the rising action. The but climax. the the music like Rumor in Saint Petersburg, great, excellent opening number. Uh, uh, t- t- you get the oh, Journey to the Past. Journey to the Past is a great uh, I want Once song. Upon a December. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaching you how to put books on your head. I really love Learn to Do It. That's it's, the one. Learn to do it. Is I so don't good. love old musicals. Like for me, my no, like musical don't. theater loving starts at Jesus Christ Superstar, but. It's like a really fantastic version of like that kind of song yeah. from from like the Singing in the Rain era. Yeah. I feel like um, really good, and all of the songs the plot moves forward. Um, and uh, what have you got? You got the um, 
the Vlad's little waltz song. Yeah, yeah. Dick is raising his hand. He's very excited about what he's about to say. Uh, Rasputin song. Oh my gosh. Rasputin song. Well, of course we're going to talk song. about the Rasputin song. This, remember that song? I love this song. It's so The good. Rasputin song uh, presents a formidable uh, foe for any of the best Disney villain songs out yeah. there. I feel like Aaron's and Flaherty has been paying attention to Disney movies. <laughs> They're like, we got to nail this one. And it's this like swinging, like gospel, mm. electric guitar, like yeah. holy... I, so I, good. There are, there are things I don't love about the song. I think the instrumentation is not the best. It, it it's, feels... It's synth. Like, it there's feels, synth involved. It is 1997. And the, I, the guitar feels a little weak, and it feels a little sparse at points. And, and I don't love... Oh, but Dick, can you imagine if they put Anastasia, Anastasia on Broadway and, like, reorchestrated oh the Rasputin like song? Full orchestra? Wouldn't that be great? That would be amazing. Wait, hope... isn't Anastasia on Broadway? Listeners, some news for you. If yeah. you haven't heard, there's another rumor in St. Peter's. Yeah. Anastasia on Broadway. We have not seen it. No. I have read the most devastatingly uh, snarky review that I've ever read in the New York Times for this musical. Which is saying a lot. Which is saying a lot. Um, they, in an effort to be more realistic and like also bring in a Bolshevik point of view, um, as the, the villain is the Bolshevik, <laughs> the villain is the People's Party. Um, they cut Rasputin from the show. They cut the best They part. cut the best song from the show. Why? Uh, it doesn't... Fools. I guess, like, he'd have to lose body parts on a stage, but, like... I care. Also, like... SpongeBob I, did that. Right? Like... <laughs> it ain't that hard. I feel like Alice if you can Cooper make... Alice Cooper did that on stage. It ain't people, that hard. Make people fly, and you can, like... I don't know. Like, yeah, make well, a giant reindeer puppet. Like, you could figure something out. Yeah. Like, it's real easy. Anyway, it's real easy. Um, but I do want there to be like a more uh, like live instrument version of that song. Yeah. I think that would be but, fantastic. But that is uh, uh, far and away like one of my favorite villain songs. It's like, so good. that Hellfire and uh, Be Prepared. I was hoping you were going to say Be Yeah, prepared. are just like up there. It's like... We're Unfortunate Souls is also... Yeah. Like it sets the pattern for all yeah. of these. But yeah. Um, yes. And... Which... which I, I think brings me to the brings us all around to the point that Anastasia is a better Disney movie than the Disney movie that came out at the same time. It it is. Yeah. I agree with that. Like it's got floaty Don Bluth animation and it's got this weird thing where they never have a good character model for Anya. No. So like she's Yeah, she's off model always anytime changing. there's a new outfit. She's on a boat at one time, and yeah. she looks exactly like Ariel, and mm-hmm. it's weird. Yeah. But it's super good. Yeah. The the plotting all works. The arcs work. The music works. The villain and... is great yeah. and has a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everything works. And I appreciate the things in Mulan that are explicitly moving away from, like, the Disney archetype. Yeah. Um, you know, da- um, downplaying the role of the love story. Sure. The villain. I, uh, I, mm, I hate this villain. Wait, what villain? <laughs> yeah, what villain is exactly the point. Oh, the yellow eye guy? The movie literally opens with the villain and still you can't remember him. No. Um, so the villain is more abstract, even though there is a guy. 
But, like, I think he's voiced really boringly, like, flatly. And it's, like, a good actor playing the role. I can't remember who it is. But it's, like, someone with credits and, like... But I think he was directed just to, like, be as flat as possible. Which I get. Which can work. Which can work. Because, really, Mulan Mulan is not fighting Attila the Hun. Mulan is fighting gender norms, right? That's the villain of this movie. But also it has a villain, which is confusing. Yeah. Um... And the villain just doesn't work. Like, it's kind of neat that he gets blown up by fireworks. Like, that's a pretty badass yeah, that's way neat. to go out. Um, but yeah, I, I I say you either go with villains, you go big or go home. Like, have a big, bad villain or have no villain at all. Agreed. Um, I, I, all right. I, I want to hit on one more thing. Mm. Uh, and this, this is a short point. Uh, but I want to hit on it before we start wrapping up. Mm-hmm. Worse Emperor... Or worse, royal family, the emperor who sends Mulan's dad to a certain death, uh, or tries to, yeah. or the uh, royal family that is blaming magic for the uprising of the citizens and misdirected anger. Misdirected anger. Um, uh, I mean, I think that's worse, right? Yeah, Lots probably. Of countries have drafts. I mean, I don't agree with a, a military draft in general, but it's not like the emperor was targeting. Mulan's old sick dad in general, like, or, or specifically, he yeah. was just like, we need all the men. He just created a policy. Let's in get which down to business. It to didn't defeat matter. The Huns. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in the Huns, like, you, you just saw those scenes. They got a lot of people. Like, the emperor is not wrong. Then he needs a giant army. Well, no, he is wrong. All he needs is one firework. Yeah. <laughs> and three uh, soldiers dressed in drag. Yeah, get down to business. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I think the Romanovs are worse. Uh, yeah, all right, that's fair. Yeah, which is confusing because it's also our protagonist. Yeah, there are heroes. She's trying to get rich again because she's poor and she doesn't like it. Yep. But she doesn't know. She doesn't know that. I think. I mean, she does give it up, right? She leaves the tiara. Yeah, no, no. A- like, Anya seems. Yeah, Anya Anya's seems reasonable. Fine. Uh, but yeah, her her mom's a monster. Yeah, your grandmother. Like, your grandma's a yeah. monster. She she passed Michelle Obama a cough drop at a funeral, so everyone like really wants to love her all of a sudden. But she's a she's a monster. There's a reason. Uh, the the I don't think she was ever in rule. Like she was never in control. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're not this a is, monster. In this situation, she'd be Barbara Bush. Well, right? No, like she'd almost be, literally. She'd no. be. She'd be the. Barbara Bush was She'd be the HWs. mom of the person with... Oh, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. The mom of the person Barbara with the Barbara Bush is kind of a monster. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> yeah. So fair. But maybe less. I don't know. Like, she might not have made those, like, big decisions to, like, kill a bunch of innocent people in a country yeah. just because they were brown, but... Um, but she didn't say no. She didn't say no. Clearly didn't do anything to stop it. Yeah. Um, yeah, much worse. Uh, Angela Lansbury deserves better. Yeah, she deserves to be a, a tough teapot. A teapot. <laughs> Oh man! All right. So, any any final thoughts uh, before we wrap it up with the uh, most exciting segments in podcast history? <laughs> I mean, just as a note, these are both um, based on real historical events. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where the history. But is ends. Mulan a real <laughs> historical event, or think, is it just a no, folk Mulan hero? No, Mulan is real. Mulan awesome. is real. I I don't think it's just folklore. Okay, I, I was I was confused uh, watching the. And I think the the makers of the film were confused, like watching the uh, behind the scenes stuff. Where they were like, "Yeah, it's based on the story of Mulan." And I was like, 
okay, is that a is that a real story? Is it uh, uh, is it like the 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 tale of Paul Bunyan, or, or is it so, or is it a fake story like uh, George Washington? Wikipedia says she is a legendary Chinese woman warrior. Yeah, which could mean that like she's, she's the legend, stuff of legend. Wait for it, dairy. Ugh. Or she is a woman warrior from a legend. Did you did you just do that thing from that show? Yeah, I, th- that's a use of the word legendary in the way that I meant it, so I used it. Gross. Connecting to listeners. Gross. Yeah, trying to. Um, yeah, it seems like maybe it's just legend. Yeah. But so it's it's. But it is a like. But it's a, like an important legend. It's an important legend, and that's that's very Disney. Yeah. And actual history is not necessarily very yeah. Disney. I mean, I guess I guess it's based on history the way that Hercules is based on history, but or so it's um, not Prince of Egypt. Yeah. 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 Fair. Um, ooh, Edge Lord. Uh, so. Uh, but Anastasia, really, the real Romanov family, yeah. uh, terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Um, a real search for Anastasia, although they never found her. Yeah. That's all I hope this. No, I, they anyway, found her. The, I saw the movie. The, <laughs> uh, the bat, the bat metal. The bat gets a girl bat. Yeah. Um, anyway, what's, so what's Anastasia about? It's about this bat that gets a girlfriend. It's great. Uh, There's a yeah. B plot. Where like all this Romanov stuff happens, but it's about this bad thing. Well, it's, it's a about girlfriend. This bad's quest for love. Dick. Yeah. Mulan. Who's who's your MVP? Well, it's most not Mulan. It's not Mulan. Pokemon. Maybe, well, maybe it's a Pokemon. Yeah, actually. my most valuable primate in this one is. Uh, oh, I forgot. Do we pick one from each movie, or do we just pick one overall? We have conflicting views about this. Actually. I ask you to explain this to me every <laughs> single time we do this. My take on this Go. is that we have a single MVP that Ooh. has emerged over the conversation. But you do whatever you want. No, I'll, t- I'll, I'll pick one MVP. That MVP will be Aaron's. Oh. Oh. Burn. I, well, you said it's one. Wow. No, Aaron's, Mary, Aaron's in Flaherty. Aaron's in Flaherty. Uh, the music in Anastasia uh, is just so beyond, like, it, especially when you look at, like, an American tale and, like, somewhere oh. out there is a good song, oh, but I it don't, sounds, no, that's true. it sounds so bad in that movie. They didn't, they're like, and it'll like, be cute because kids are singing it, but then no one thought to, like, train the kids on how to sing. Nope. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, so... Anderson Flaherty, I think, uh, took Anastasia from being a good movie and made it a great movie. Mm. Uh, there are songs that get stuck in my head on the regular. And again, uh, without question, the Rasputin song is, is one of my favorite of all time. Yeah. Like, it's one of my favorite Disney villain songs, and it's not a Disney villain song. Kate, I have so, a follow-up question for you. Yeah? Who uh, is your MVP for... Uh, for so this pair of I'm movies, this pair of cellular mates. To find his name, because I think that would be a better thing to do. That doesn't sound like a real MVP to uh, me. No, my MVP is the Mulan Productions team Taiwanese friend. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but I want I want to find his name because they basically just call him his their Taiwanese friend. The whole making of featurette. They do. So why I want to credit this guy is because one he like designed all the characters. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. He did a lot of character design. Um. And some really good characters. Uh, uh, Mulan's three friends, the Harvey Firestein, the other guy, and Poe. Yeah. Um, they look uh, completely unique. You can identify them by silhouette. Uh, and they have, like, really... Like, just looking at them, you know their personalities. You know that Poe is the best. And you know that the other two are fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but, so not only that, but, like, he obviously like knew he was the token Asian yeah. person on this team yeah. and like was game for it. Like that couldn't have been easy. Can, can you imagine how many white people questions he got? Oh, so many. Uh, how many like times he had to be like, Hey, can you not like character can you, design? Can you not say egg roll yeah. in this part? Can you just can you just not? We've already made Chinese food jokes like four times in this movie. Can we just yeah? Can we just um, switch it? So clearly he didn't win every battle, um, but no. And see, this is like they. You here here is the problem. I'm trying to find this person. You know what? The next episode of this podcast, uh-huh. we will find this person's name. How would because I, how would he's I so just, hidden. Here's what you're gonna do. Yeah. Say, my MVP is, and we'll edit in his name. Uh, in post. Great. My MVP is... Atlanta Falcons. What? Start over. <laughs> keep going. My MVP yeah. is... Chen Yi Cheng. Um, also known as the production team's Taiwanese friend. Um, let's talk about a crossover. Mm-hmm. We got two movies. Mm. We got uh, characters, cast, and crew mm-hmm. in each movie. Who would you do a crossover with, and why? So, um, I've got I got a lot of options. I love. We haven't even talked. We didn't never talked about Puka the dog and Anastasia, who I just love. He's adorable. Oh, yeah. He's a cutesy. Uh, and like a well used animal sidekick. He's got '90s boy hair. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's so cute. Um, I, I would just like to see Puka do anything, but I'm going to challenge myself to think out of the box because um, I would love to see Vlad and Poe uh, do like a travel food network show mm. where they go around to different places around the world and just eat things. Uh, I think they would both have a great time. Yeah. Uh, they're good eaters. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've at least got uh, inns in China and Russia. So that's there's your first two episodes, right? And when you think and Paris, Third, when you think three. good food, you think Russia. Uh, <laughs> there is food. There is food. <laughs> uh, but Paris and China, pretty good. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, that's actually a really good crossover. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, that's making me feel bad that I uh, am stalling uh, to get enough time what? to think <laughs> of uh, someone to cross over with someone else. All right. So what? What is your? What's like? Uh, don't don't think about it. Just. Free association. Who's your crossover? Uh, Matthew Wilder and Don Bluth. Oh no. Yeah, I just think uh, <laughs> I just think they do uh, terrifying things together. Uh, no, no. If I'm gonna cross anyone over, I, I I'm gonna cross over uh, 
Bartok with uh, Mulan. And just Mulan, the character Mulan. Yeah. Okay. And um, maybe uh, Mushu isn't involved at all. So does Bartok replace Mushu? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. So this is a an edit. Look, in. this is just happening. <laughs> I would. I mean, he's He'd good at karate, great. right? He's good at karate. Like, yeah, and a hiya, and a kicker, sir. Yeah. Hey, I mean, he could do business to defeat the Huns. Yeah. He'd so get down to business. Yeah. And he wouldn't, like, accidentally set off fireworks for no reason. I mean, he might do that. He might. Especially with that cricket. But he'd be cuter about it. Yeah. Oh, I bet he and the cricket would be best friends. I bet so. Aww. Yeah. That cricket's cute, too. Aww. I love the cricket. Best friends. Yeah. All right. So, so the final... Do you want to do it? Go for it. Uh, all right. So, like, final uh, uh, challenge of the uh, podcast. If... It's 2018. That's correct. Um, Mulan and... and uh, do, we want, do we want to do this one movie at a time? or Yeah, one movie at a time. Great. Um, Mulan. Yeah. Do you re-release? Do you do a special edition? Or do you throw it in the vault along with Song of the South and uh, wartime propaganda? That's a hard one for me. Can I take the wartime propaganda out of the vault if I throw Mulan in? Oh, no. We don't need that. Uh, um, I mean, it'd have to be special edition. I don't think it, I don't think it stands on its own. I think you, you plus it up, you make a special edition, uh, again, where you put Bartok instead of Mushu. Um, no, I think, I think there has to be a special edition. I think you change up some of the music. I think you change up some of the casting. Uh, and and just make it good. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll do a special edition, and I think I will bring more um, Chinese creators into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you. I think you keep reflection and make a man out of you. Yeah, and expand reflection. And yeah, and you expand Please, reflection. That great. You replace the other songs. You yeah. add another song, but by. Maybe someone with some music theater mm-hmm. uh, experience, um, but certainly um, Chinese American or Asian American sure. um, to add some real. Uh, I know what I'm talking about. Kind Authenticity. Of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, that's Mulan. What would you do with Anastasia? Is it is it, is it going to be re-released as is? Are you going to special edition and make some changes? Or are you going to chuck it in? I guess the Fox Animation Vault. Well, no, it would be the Disney Vault now. It would be the Di- yeah. They 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 have the power to put in the vault. The, they That's own dangerous. everything. That's scary. That's dangerous. They no. could put all of their former competition. But I don't know. Disney likes making money a lot. They if do. If you can make them money, they're not going to put it in the vault. Huh? Yeah. Um. So I I re-release. I love Anastasia. Oh. I think it needs to be seen by like I don't think because Disney has this like giant nostalgia. Um, steamroller thing yeah. that they re-release all their stuff every couple of years and they make sure that like hey parents remember those movies you loved as kids here, here they are again you can show them to your kids yeah. um, that push has not been done with Anastasia even though anyone I know who saw Anastasia as a child is like oh yeah I love Anastasia no. um, so I think you re-release it I would I would also just love to see them start from scratch on the musical and even just make like the you know the cruise- on the Broadway musical yeah the Broadway yeah. musical sorry 
um, and make like the whatever the cruise ship or the, the Disney parks version of the musical where it's like an hour Ooh. and you just keep the movie songs and you do some like puppetry with Rasputin. I, I this is not the question you asked, but no. I'm coming up with this other question because this is you don't need to change the music in Anastasia to make it. Work no, on and that's stage. that's really good. Like, I would love to see the the hour long Disney parks. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think you need to stretch it into two hours. Yeah. I, it, no, no. Frozen was what two two and a half yeah, hours. Frozen on is Broadway. like two fifteen. It was brutal. Uh, brutal is the wrong word for it. Mm, I, I didn't. I, I did. It was boring. It was brutally long. Anything that wasn't in the movie was boring. Yeah, the show wasn't terrible. No, it, was it wasn't. Just, it wasn't Aladdin. It was just so long. So long. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I um, that's what I do with Anastasia. Nice. What oh, what about you, Dick? So uh, Anastasia, I think you take out the Rasputin song. You add some weird stuff about the Bolsheviks. <laughs> you, no, it's a re-release. <laughs> um, yeah, like like digitally remaster it, whatever. Sure. Um, and like if I can if I can tweak a little bit, it's it's adding some better instrumentation to Rasputin's song. Sure. Um, but aside oh, I, aside from that, that movie is is yeah. flawless. Remaster the orchestrations, like they've they've got the money now. Yeah. They've got the yeah. Yeah. They've got the know how. Awesome. Nice. All right. Well, well that's it for this episode of Cellmates. Yeah. Thanks for joining me, Dick Ward. Thanks for joining me, Kate Phillips. And thank you too, audience, because without you, no one would be downloading this. Yeah. Except our moms. It would make us sad. I yeah. don't know if... I, I mean, our moms will probably listen to an episode. I mean, they'll download it. They probably won't listen to it. Yeah. They might put it on the background. Yeah, they'll throw us a link. I don't know. Our moms are nice. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. Ugh, Can you do that on podcasts? I don't know. Maybe, but... Like and subscribe They'll do it if they want podcast. to do it. Don't, uh, uh, or don't. All right. Should, should, we, should we play out with some, like, ridiculous uh, battle sequence... Music from the 80s on a synthesizer. Is this ice going to be distracting? Yeah. I mean, if you do that... If you put the ice in the microphone, yes, it's gonna be. Oh, I also might spill my sangria. Yeah, don't that spill way. your sangria. Alright, do you want to do the intro this time? It's welcome to Cellmates. Yeah. It's pretty complex. Welcome to another episode of Cellmates. Wait, is this gonna be the second episode? I don't know. Welcome to Cellmates. You can say another episode if you want. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha